George, how are you? Daniel Linhart. Man, mm. I look yeah, forward I know. to this. I know, right? Yeah. What? Just, you know, <laughs> being here with you again. Mm. I mean, I probably haven't seen a Zoom. A Zoom call in at least seven and a half minutes. You know? Um, That's true. It's <laughs> It's been too long. There just needs to be a consistent Zoom on. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. People, people can just pop in whenever. That is actually a scary thought. What was the we movie? We won't go down that road. What was the movie with Tom Hanks where she wore the um, ring? No. That's, that's really cool. That's a horror movie. No, it was called The Circle. The Circle. And you know what? We should go I and make the introduction that. to our guest because Tuck, I'm sure, knows what movie I'm talking about. Um, we have Tucker again with us today. Tucker, thank you so much for being here today. Um, Director of Product Management here at Crema. And um, we're going to have a really fun conversation today about something you did recently. But I, I, before we get to that, do you know what movie I'm talking about? I don't. I really wish I did. I wish I could be helpful right now, but I have was, no idea what I'm talking it, about. I tell you what. It was, just, it was the circle. Let's go to the Google. It was the circle. And the premise so. was basically that it was like Google, right? And that they were where um, they had people, they were selling these like little body cams and everybody wore cameras all yeah. the time. And it was all about like live streaming your entire life and people yep. couldn't turn it off. And, and then the whole kind of like throw it back to the man was asking the executives of the company to start live streaming their whole lives mm -hmm. because they were doing all these secret, you know, like. Yeah, Emma Watson's in it. Emma Watson. That's wow. right. Yeah. Got a got a whopping 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was pretty terrible. It wasn't <laughs> a great movie. The premise was interesting, but the movie was not. not yeah. Great. Not great. Um it's, it is Tom Hanks though, right? It is. Yeah. You did a good job. We were talking the other day about what's a movie that you didn't like Tom Hanks in and that Maybe that's it. That might have yeah, been Maybe that's it. The one. Well, not not really the premise of today's episode, but <laughs> related in any way. And that's okay. We figure right. if anybody makes it through the intros of our podcast, they're a dedicated fan. That's um, right. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So does that mean that if we make it to the intros of every meeting, which is basically this, that we're <laughs> automatically fans of Chroma? That's true. That's true. They're going to stick around. They, they have a, we'll have a low turnover if you can make it through the first 15 minutes of any meeting. That's right. Maybe, maybe that's what, that's, that's the secret to that's creating secret sauce, like loyalty in, in, in your culture is to have the most awkward and uncomfortable introductions and meetings. And if you make it through, mm -hmm. You're in. I mean, what a way to test resilience to, to, you know, listen to someone like myself just blabber on. What was Derek? I mean, one of our guys' statements. <laughs> I don't know if I should share this. It made me think of like the little secret codes, and, he, and somebody, somebody was leaving Crema. We were celebrating, and we were like oh. throwing, a, throwing a party. <laughs> should I say that? I think it was funny, but he was basically. It, was it makes funny. me think of like the loyalty that you have to your team and to your company. And he just stone faced, just stood up and it's like blood in, blood out. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like not not part of criminal culture. Held it, just, he held it so held it. well. Oh, I would have cracked it so, so much well. faster. It was so, good. That's that's that. how you create good. loyalty in your organizations. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of loyalty, uh, I don't know how that transitions, but um, great segue. Yeah, Tucker, you you took some time you and your team and some friends um, took some time that you carved away from your day-to-day -day work, even away from the standard 
kind of quote unquote innovation mm-hmm. um, work that we do to, to regroup, to, to realign, to talk about um, a, a set of things that you wanted to focus down into in your craft being product management yeah. and the product management team. Take, take us back a little bit to the impetus for that. What was the reason for, for taking this time and, and what was it? What, what was your intention with that day? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So where this idea started was actually from the leadership team. So um, on the leadership team, we meet several different times a year for offsites um, to really focus in on different topics. Each, each offsite looks a little bit differently based on where we're at in the year and what we're trying to accomplish by the end of the year. And so I kind of, I, after sitting in those different offsites, I realized that there would be value in doing this at a craft team level for my team. Yeah. And so we started first off in the year, um, actually at the end of last year, talking about the goals that we want to meet for the next year. And one of those goals was getting together as a team consistently at least three or four times in this year. And so that's kind of where it started is it simply was a goal for our team to get together and figure out um, where we want to grow as a team and uh, run an offsite for that. Um, in our craft, we're one of the more unique crafts where we don't really get to review each other's work. We don't really get to um, work together on projects. You're and almost so, always isolated from each other on a day-to-day basis. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so this really was a way for us to have some dedicated time together to learn. Um, and so that's where the idea came from. Um, the most recent version of this was specific to account management at Crema. So us being an agency, you know, account management, I wouldn't say is typical in terms of the product management craft, but it does sit on our shoulders um, at Crema mm-hmm. um, because of where we sit in the organization. And so while we were all practicing that to some degree, it was important that we all met together and created a shared understanding of what that looked like. So that's mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. how we got to the last summit that we did. And that was our second offsite, quote unquote, all of its offsite now. Yeah, that's um, true. Of that's the true. year. Heck, you and said ironically, yeah. sorry, real quick, ironically, yeah. um, our first offsite was before um, we were permanently offsite. And the, um, it was still remote because we had a snow day. And so our last, you've last only, time that we you've only together, ever done remote. I like it. Exactly. Yep. So you said that account management sits on uh, a product manager's soul, uh, shoulders based on where they sit. It's on your soul. Is yeah. <laughs> sits <laughs> right there in, in, the, in the center. Um, tell us a little bit about where product managers sit in our organization and why account management is such a big part of that. Yeah. So where we sit in the organization is um, really, it's kind of cliche at this point, but kind of in the middle of everything. Um, On our teams, on our product teams, um, we sit between the developers, the designers, the testers, any partners that we're working with, the client, any of their team members, kind of as that that hub of that wheel. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that those other team members don't interact with the client. Of course they do. But it's really, we're sitting there kind of coordinating all of that, translating all of that, making sure that we're all on the same page throughout the life of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on a product team, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's emulated throughout our organization because we also sit in the middle in terms of how we um, work with um, not only our um, production teams, but also our growth team, our overall sales and ops team, our other partners that we're pulling in. And so uh, because of where we sit in the organization, we have a lot of context into 
the accounts that we're working with. And it, I don't think it's necessarily like, of course, our skill set um, plays into that. But I think more than anything, it's just the context that we have that makes it just easiest for us to take on that function. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have a really interesting perspective on mm-hmm. on so many different, like you said, contexts or influences into how mm-hmm. what decisions are being made on a bunch of different fronts. And that's, that is extremely unique. And I've told many people this, and we've said it on the podcast several times, that people come to Crema usually thinking we're a design studio or thinking that we're a development studio, Mm -hmm. and they stay with us because of our product managers. Not to say that the other crafts aren't great at their work, but it it is that kind of special sauce of the person that's living between all those that's trying to see the potential, Mm -hmm. that's trying to see the context, Mm -hmm. that understands the stakeholders and the users and our revenue bottom lines and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. that, That becomes a very unique like Dan and you said, it, a very unique position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and at the end of the day, um, great work isn't always enough. Right. Um, we do great work every single day, mm, but relationships really do matter. And so we have to have somebody who is not to say that our all, not to say all of our team members aren't keeping that in mind, but we need to have somebody who's keeping that top of mind all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you do get into difficult moments in a project um, or in the product life cycle, that relationship really helps you get through those moments um, mm-hmm. to help steer the team in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. It's yeah. there. I mean, I can't think of a project that I've ever been a part of or that I've ever heard about that they walked away saying, you know what? There was never a moment of stress, not one mm-hmm. moment of stress. There wasn't a moment of disagreement. There was it's like, oh, right. That's because human beings are involved. And mm-hmm. but yet you, you, the product managers and the whole team as a whole, but the product managers, I think, are, it's more top of mind to be constantly building trust and mm-hmm. that bank account of trust that you can withdraw from when you need to, and you will need mm-hmm. to. Um, okay. So you, this particular um, most recent summit was, you said geared around account management. Um, who all was there um, and kind of what was the structure of the day like? Yep. So of course, our whole product management team was there. Um, we had our director of sales, Nate Olson, step in um, in the afternoon to talk about having better conversations centered around value um, and just having a different perspective from another craft come in in the afternoon was really valuable mm-hmm. because yeah. a lot of that first part of the day was me speaking to the team or us having a discussion from our own point of view, which is very specific, but bringing in somebody else to have a different level of context was great. Um, the way we structured it really was the morning was about getting aligned on what is the definition of account management in general, not specific Mm -hmm, to CREMA. mm -hmm. Uh, what do we agree that we're doing today so we can get some level of shared understanding. Now that we have a shared level of understanding, let's move into what we want to do moving forward. You know, we found in, during the summit that we're doing a lot already. It just wasn't made. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. That was great. As, as the lead on my team, it was great to see, you know, we're not too far off from where we're trying to get. And so the second part of the conversation was where do we want to get? And that part just flowed really easily because of how much we're already doing. Mm-hmm. And then we spent some time, of course, I think one of the, I think we might get to this, but um, we spent a lot of time just team building. I think that's a big yeah. portion of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, and then finally, the afternoon was when Nate came in around his uh, more sales-related conversations with delivering value to clients and the type of conversations that we need to have around that. Do you think that you guys were so close to the definition already because 
Is it just something that naturally comes out of the team? Is it something that comes naturally out of each person or both? How, how, where do you think that, that proximity to the definition came from? I think the proximity came from, or the, the definition came from actually the proximity that we have to the work and the client and the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it does come a little bit organically based on where they sit. Um, you yeah. have to interact with everybody all the time. You have to understand the problems that we're encountering. You have to figure out solutions to those problems with the team and the client all together. Uh, and, and, and they're also involved, everybody in our team is involved in renewals or new, con- new clients that are coming in and onboarding them, making sure onboarding is going well, making sure offboarding is going well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is... And to some level, a little bit of account management to making sure that all goes smoothly, making mm-hmm. sure everybody's being heard, making sure that we're using terminology that the client understands, uh, making sure that everybody just remains aligned. And that's kind of what's needed in every product, no matter what. And that's mm-hmm. just, I think, a little bit of the inherent, inherent skill set of a good product manager, which is why I think, it's my hypothesis anyway, why we already were pretty aligned. It's an interesting position to sit in because... W- the way you're talking right now, our product managers as a whole, there's a level of generality, like a generalist skill set that they mm-hmm. have to have. But then I feel like there's one skill set in particular where there's a specialization. And I don't know how else to say it except like contextualization. Like mm-hmm. you have to be a generalist in the sense that you have to go deep enough into each role so that you can understand each person's perspective from a general standpoint. But I feel like the specialty skill there is, I don't know, it's contextualization. It's like I'm, you're gathering information in a specialized way from every perspective, including the client, to where you can guide, coach, assist, and lead a, a project um, really well. And again, I feel like contextualization makes sense in my own head. There's probably a better word for it, but I feel like that's kind of, if you want to call it your, your team superpower, that's where you specialize is mm-hmm. getting the con- context of the entire field of play, if you will. Um, yep. it's, it's an interesting position to sit in. Yep, absolutely. I think, I think that contextualization goes even a step further when we have to communicate it back. Whether that's communicating oh, yeah, to good our point. team or communicating to the client, I think mm-hmm. we see this when we when we write content content that you have to you have to get an even deeper understanding than you already had when you're communicating mm-hmm. it, right? And because right. we're communicating so much, I think that allows them to even process it even further to figure out what's really going on there. Oh, why did I word it like that? Is that really what's going on here, or, or is the client going to understand that if we say it like that? Maybe they won't, and so mm. just allows that to continue to be built upon. It's really good. What was it like to, to get prepared for that day? I won't lie. There's always a level of, <laughs> a level, a level of anxiety to make sure you're yeah. preparing in the right way, making sure that everybody's going to understand the flow. Mm-hmm. But the general approach that I take is, um, is, is very similar to how we approach content. I would say is I start with an outline. Okay. What's the topic that we're going to cover that day? Let me get all my thoughts into a mind map to figure out just, in general, where do we need to go? Mm-hmm. I break that down, make sure we're covered. I might run that outline by a few people for feedback. Um, I think I maybe ran it by Dan a couple times. I, since Nate was participating in the day, I ran it by him. And then um, leading up to it, I actually ran it by several other people who weren't going to be part of it whatsoever, just that had no knowledge of it so that I could get purely objective feedback on the flow. Right. Um, 
So that's generally how I start. And then I get it into, um, in this case, it was into a slide deck that was very basic. You know, I don't like to read from slides, but it was gonna help be our guide throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then through that, I would put my presenter notes in of, of the different things I wanted to discuss. Um, generated a mirror board that's gonna help facilitate the conversation, leave notes. Um, we did. We do a lot of, um, in these types of summits, we'll do a lot of kind of like sticky note exercises anyway. And so that's just, since it's a virtual tool, it's it just is an easy thing for us to do. Um, and I get it easy because my team is really familiar with that and yeah, how we structure yeah, things. And so it, they just get yep. it. Um, so I set that up, uh, had that ready to go. And then I had mostly everything ready to go leading into the week that we were going to have the summit but i intentionally specifically for this summit held on to it and didn't put it in front of the team until the evening before because i don't want them getting i mean i know my team and i know they'll want to jump into it and start to do research on every topic and yeah yeah. right Mm -hmm. the point was to not go into it so far or or prep too much because I wanted their kind of on the fly answers to how we do things today and where we want to go. And so they generally knew that we were going to be discussing account management and I had asked them some questions that they wanted to be answered um, during that time. But um, that's kind of what the prep looked like. You know, that prep was done probably over the span of a month and a half or two months, but that's not to mean that it was a ton of prep. It's just that I spread it out Mm -hmm. because of other priorities um also knowing that i was going to have bigger priorities come up and i didn't want to wait until the week before to kind Easy of rush to, do. to get everything done and that's why tuck's so good at what he does because <laughs> it's much easier to wait what what were some of the things that I, the, I knew the theme for the day um was account management what were some of the topics that you guys covered during that time yeah we covered quite a bit of ground. Um, I think creating that shared understanding was the most important part. Mm-hmm. Um, we really got into the details of what is it, what do we mean by trust and transparency with our clients? Like, what do we mm-hmm. actually mean by that when we say that? Um, and getting into the nitty gritty details of how that manifests in our communication, not only to our team members, but also our clients and their team members. Um, so we spent a, a lot of time on that. I would say, some of the other topics that we covered were um, things like communication and the impact of your, our communications with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to react and, mm-hmm. and send a message and um, that the, int- the intent of your message might be one thing, but the impact that, that it had to the client is a completely different thing. I see and your work so, That's good. <laughs> and so I, we, we spent a fair amount of time on that as well. Um, but really all it was, was going through this, these different topics of account management and making sure that we were aligned on, on each one of them. Um, and I could probably talk for an hour of all the different topics that we went through, but those are some of the big ones uh, mm-hmm. that we discussed. And then of course, um, later in the day, we discussed, what does it mean to talk about the value that we provide clients? Because it is so easy for us as product managers to zoom so far in that we're not looking farther down the road or we're not looking at the impact that we've had so far right because mm-hmm. we're in it yeah. we're in it and we don't we don't take a lot of time outside from sprint to sprint to really look back okay what the, what are the accomplishments we've done over the past six months right and what's what is that value that we've provided and how do we communicate that to the client to figure out where we go yep. next and that kind of thing you mentioned um 
you did some team building in there. And I know from experience that some of the best time you can spend doing a summit or an offsite or whatever is just being together. Uh, mm -hmm. It just, it feels right. There's camaraderie. And especially if you enjoy the people you work with, which I believe most of us do, it's, it's just nice to be together. And um, even in a remote fashion, just spending that time together. So what were some of the beneficial outcomes you all saw um, that you saw for the team? Outcomes yep. from obviously account management standpoint, I'm sure there's next steps, but just in general, what were some of the outcomes uh, being together? Yeah, so I'll start first with, um, and I think my product management team knows this. If they don't, maybe this is news to them, but um, you know, that is probably the biggest thing or the biggest reason why I wanted to do offsites to begin with. Outside, of course, there are things that we need to discuss in depth, and I think that's important, and this is a good time to do it. But more than anything, it's about having time together as a team to mm -hmm. get to know each other better, um, especially right now where we're not, you know, normally I might do an impromptu happy hour with my team or something like that. And, you know, we've done some things on Zoom, and there's a time and place for that. But it's just hard to do with just the team and it not feel super weird or awkward. Um, and so again, that was probably the biggest outcome was the whole team building aspect of this. I think, you know, throughout the day, of course, we were trying to stay on time and stay on topic, but because we were allowing ourselves the space to pause and have a conversation about some random thing that came up or when we got started, we, um, we had sent, gifts out to the team um, to make it a little bit special for the day. Um, and so I actually worked with Steph, our hospitality coordinator, to, to make that happen. And so that just kind of started some conversations. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it created a greater sense of how we're all doing. You know, we meet, we meet as a team every other week for 30 mm -hmm. minutes. And that's mm -hmm. great. Um, but it doesn't really allow us or give us the space to really dive deep into anything. 30 minutes um, is nothing. It's just no, not right. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's a good it's, touch point. Especially when important. you banter on like we did for 15 minutes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just waste. <laughs> have to get right. to those intros. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so just, I think having that space and getting to hang out with each other that long mm -hmm. uh, just kind of speaks for itself, you know. Again, we were focused on a topic, but it's all just the side conversations, the mannerisms might not be the best word, but just kind of those, those little, little things that come up. I can't think of the right word for them right now, or just nuances that you don't get in a 30 minute meeting that you only yeah. get by having a almost fully dedicated day right. to work together on a problem or not a problem, but a topic. Yep. What's something, <clears throat> this, this is not a question I, I cued you up for, but what's something that surprised you? Was there any like surprises that came out of that day where you're like, Oh, I didn't expect it to go there. Or, you know, I didn't expect that we would, we, that, well, would, that happened. Would, yeah, that happened. Uh, <laughs> good. Let's, let's, let's dive, dive deeper into that or maybe right. put a pin in that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there any surprises that you guys experienced or you experienced personally? Cause in your, you're preparing in your mind, right? You kind of oh, yeah. got like, I kind of know how this will go. And I hope that this moment's when, you know, was there anything that kind of, yeah, surprise. Somebody who is all as somebody who is always trying to prepare to prepare for any circumstance and any uh -huh, surprise that might uh -huh. come up in my head. Not saying it's a good thing. Don't recommend it. It's terrible. But um, it's really <laughs> try hard living to in Tuck's me. mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I would say um, 
I think maybe the biggest surprise of the day, I expected it to some degree, but really the level of shared understanding we already had, like I expected to Mm. spend quite a bit more time on alignment with our team members. Mm, I expected there to be some conflicting thoughts Mm -hmm. um, about how we go about this, how we view um, account management. And I would say that that's probably like one of the biggest good surprises that came out of it was just like, oh, oh, okay, we're, we're already there. So we're going to move on to this now. Right. Yeah. And so it allowed maybe a little bit more space for some good discussions um, than what I originally planned on, which is great. Um, I wouldn't say that there were any major outside of that, any, you know, major revelations or, or, you know, big things that came out of it. Um, You know, we have some new, new things we want to work on. um, Mm -hmm. But it's, I wouldn't say that it's anything that's groundbreaking um, in terms of what we were already kind of thinking of doing. Yeah, cool. It's really good. How do you think other teams, uh, so other teams either inside or even outside, or yeah, somebody Kremlin, listening, yeah, um, could leverage this type of idea—the idea of a of a summit. Yeah, I think I think first starting with how important is it for your team to um, get to know each other really well, right? Every, every that's important for every single team, right? So what's your what's your appetite to create the space to do that? Can, can you maybe just start with a half day? You know, I understand that some organizations, you can't, you can't realistically give up a whole day for this type of thing. Right. How can you start to maybe just carve out a little bit of time to meet and discuss a topic? And the topic is maybe secondary to the importance of actually just meeting um, yeah. and having mm-hmm. that time together. Um, I, you know, you want to focus on it, get prepared for that topic, do everything you can for that. But your bigger focus is really just getting the team together. Um, and start trying to start small. Now, if you, if that works out really well, then you can start to expand upon that. And, you know, last year before we did this idea of the full day summit, we were doing smaller versions of this, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. hours here, a couple hours there for some, some topics that we needed to just dive in deeper that 30 minutes doesn't allow you to do. Right. And so once we realized that that was really beneficial and I paired it with my experience on the leadership team, um, we set out a goal to actually make this happen for our team. So I think the next step after you realize you can carve time out for it really is, is setting a goal for your team. So everybody's on the same page that this is going to be a thing. You don't have to figure out your topics yet. You just have to say, we're going to meet three times this year and it's going to be for a full day each time. Mm -hmm. And we think it's important because we want to grow as a team. We can figure out the topics later. We can vote on that later, but this is what's most important is to meet together and maybe start there. Um, and, and I think other teams will, will see the benefit of that immediately after that first mm-hmm. time that they meet, because they'll realize, oh, wow, stepping away from your day-to-day work and really getting to dive deep on a topic is extremely valuable. We see this in our clients who oftentimes don't get a step away from their work mm-hmm. until they have that first strategy alignment session with us. And their, their minds explode because having just that dedicated time, you get so much farther than all these disparate, tiny little conversations that take a year to happen. Yeah, no question. And our clients oftentimes will come back and say, we've got to do this again. I mean, not every day, obviously, and not every week, but like you say, even if it's three times in a year or a couple of times in a, you know, once every quarter or something. um, We, in one of our previous podcasts talking to Aaron Dignan, he was talking about the fact that, I mean, that's what the ready does. They go in with their clients and they just basically say like, we are here to facilitate you taking time. 
And everyone's kind of an, I, he didn't say this, but we've experienced it. It's like, they're kind of annoyed at first that they are having to take the time. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's not until you get the, you know, the room moving. And then all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. That's that we would never have pressed into that. We never would have talked about that. Or mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that you feel that way person across the room. Um, yeah, that's, that's really powerful. I know that our, our dev team recently did something similar, except they called it, they didn't call it a summit. I think they, they, would you, I, was it the same thing? They did a dev conference and they kind of dev made the comp. Yeah. yeah. They did their own like internal conference was theirs. And maybe we could even do a podcast on this, but was theirs um, a kind of the same thing? Was it meant to be that or was it more, or was it different in some way? Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with all the, intricate details of that day yeah, I, I would curious. say it's still accomplishing a similar goal yeah you know yeah, they're yeah. taking time mm-hmm. away from their day-to-day work to learn as a team yeah yep. um, you know they, they could all do this on their own time they could all sure. you know during lab fridays for example i'll just watch a bunch of videos on their own but the yeah. important part was they, they were as an entire team taking time away from client work yeah to to grow and learn together and i think that's what's most important i think they they had different topics they could jump into based on what they were interested in. So it was a little bit different of a setup, but it's the same idea. Right. It's just taking that time. And I think it was born out of um, a need to do that. You know, they wanted to have a conference. They couldn't have a conference. And they said, well, it's still important that we learn. Yeah. And so they just did it. And I think that's that's incredible. And just like you guys doing gifts yep. or kind of some fun little things, I think they did badges. And so I think I, I mm-hmm. love the intentionality of saying, make this a special space, like right. make this a little bit more unique than just saying, let's get on another Zoom call or let's get in another conference room. God willing, right. we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. Instead, make it something that is unique, um, that it's, it, it does create a moment that forces you to have to think of things maybe a little differently than normally, normally mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Tuck, I think I highly recommend that our listeners take Mm -hmm. what you have intentionally decided to do with your craft team and go do it for themselves. Um, a lot of our, our, the people that we talk to or we, that listen to the podcast, they're either in the position where they're already working in departments and they feel like they're always working with people just like them. Mm -hmm. Um, or they're doing hopefully what we're suggesting and moving towards more cross-discipline teams that are moving ideas forward faster. And then they get isolated in their own product team. And this is such an incredible time to, to step out of that, have some camaraderie where, with like-minded folks that are thinking about some of the similar problems. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how many, I don't know, you probably could talk more to this, how many themes pop up across the board. Like, even though you guys aren't working together on a daily basis, you're often all seeing very similar issues. Um, and yeah. I think that's just a reason to come back together and say, Hey, how can we all get better at this, this thing called for you product management? Um, and I'm, I love that you did it. I'm, I'm really proud. Looking back, I always go, Dan and I will kind of carve off to the side and go, we didn't even, we didn't have anything to do with that. That's awesome. <laughs> they, they, you created this. And uh, I love the, the innovation and the creativity that comes with bringing people together and really the humanity of it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's about bringing humans together to trust each other yeah. and to do better work together. So that's what we're all about. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tuck, thanks for joining us today, Dan. Like, like I said before, it's always good to see you. Mm. Maybe, maybe one day we'll, we'll hang out together. We'll all be in a room. <laughs> in human to human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. When I, the, the question is, is when will we be able to high five and hug again? That's oh, I, I miss hugs one day. Hopefully, you know, maybe 187 days. <laughs> So that sounds a long time. (laughs)
Um, well, as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you go um, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Um, there's really only one place to review though, and that's on iTunes. So if you will go over to iTunes, it's the worst user experience. They should pay us to redo it, but they haven't mm. yet. Uh, go to iTunes, find the podcast, go and scroll down, go to the review section, click on that, then open up, give us a five-star review and a little comment about how much you love everything that Tuck is doing with the product management team here at Crema mm -hmm. and that you want to do the exact same thing and then hire us in the process because this podcast is made by a company called Crema. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive and we love, love doing it. Um, be sure to share this podcast with your neighbors, your loved ones, your the loved ones of your neighbors. The loved ones of your neighbors. Yes. Oh, how do we get anything done around here? This is so good. Um, it's good talking to you guys. We'll see you next time. Cheers. My name is Steph Inger, and I'm the hospitality coordinator here at Crema. I work closely with the operations team to make sure everything runs smoothly and also with, well, everyone. I keep the team caffeinated, hydrated, and in good spirits with team events and company culture initiatives. I also support our product teams as they extend that same spirit of generosity to our clients. I enjoy working at Crema because we're truly people first in all that we do. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital product agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us.